0: Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation.
1: Hey, guys, Trisden here from the Extreme Common Sense Podcast. You may notice Ray's not here because Ray's a lazy bastard. Just kidding. I love Ray, but he's not here. So nonetheless, Dan and Nasa with Bad Wolf Gaming. We appreciate your podcast support, and we hope if you're listening locally, you'll check them out at 711 Chestnut Street in Berea. They've got a full arcade with some gambling things, sort of. So check out the arcade, check out Dungeons & Dragons, Yu-Gi-Oh! Magic. They're a great place to buy your cards. Don't miss out. Get into Bad Wolf today. Tell them Extreme Common Sense sent you. I'm Trisden. And I'm Ray. What we hope to do here is find a little bit of middle ground on some of these extremely polarizing social and political issues. Welcome everybody to Extreme Common Sense. What's going on, Ray?
0: Trisden, guess what I did? What did you do? I brought some CBD drinks. Nice. Perfect. Perfectly legal, so are you gonna drink it with me? Man, let's do it. All right, see if we can get the sound effect. Ray, I'll count it down. Three, two, one.
1: Oh, that's a nice sound. Yeah.
0: Have you ever heard that ringtone? People do that. Cheers. Oh, Cheers
1: to you. Cheers, and cheers. thank you. I appreciate it. So I'm not,
0: you know, pecking, uh, pecking. I'm not pitching this product, but it's called Kill Cliff, ironically. Maybe that's a play on Kill Bill. Could be. 25 milligrams of CBD. Apparently uh, perfectly legal. No sugar. Electrolytes. I'm just reading the can. Naturally flavored. I think it's a uh, Grape. Twenty calories per can, so you can drink this, nice. and apparently lots of vitamin B. What is vitamin B good for? Uh,
1: Erections. Erections for sure. Okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so I do not need this. Good. <laughs> I need whatever is
0: the opposite <laughs> there of that. You, go. you don't need the purple drink nor not the blue the purple drink. No. Why do I say such things? All right, we've lost our one listener already, so I guess we can talk about whatever today.
1: Yeah, and our actual sponsors are pissed that we spent more time on this this free drink. Than what do you we think ever of the again. taste? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Very grapey, man. I like grape. That's
0: okay. pretty good. It, it does taste really good. So we'll see here in twenty minutes if you're feeling anything. Yeah, we'll no, see. no THC. Yeah, it we'll is see how the zero show THC. Just a uh, cannabinol.
1: If it's our best show, you'll have to bring one every time. And if it's sucks, than last time, hey, you ever see that study of artists who do their art while high, and most no. of them hate it. No.
0: Yeah, yeah. They've had artists do their art, whatever it is, pottery or sculpting or drawing, and then they go back and look at it when they're sober and they think it was shitty. That's funny. But I think the one exception, though, and I'm not being facetious, is writing and alcohol. Really? Yeah, because it brings something out. It brings, you know, there's a lot of, they used to call uh, alcohol, alcoholism the writer's disease. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. Well, there's also a lot of Irish writers, so, you know, those things go hand in hand. Fair enough. Yeah, all right, so enjoy the CBD. We'll see where we're
1: at with this in 20
0: minutes or so, and then um, sponsor time.
1: Yeah, and man, if my dick gets hard, it's going to be a weird yes. show. right Christ. Um, yeah, thanks. this is not a very big studio. <laughs> um, also kind of cool, I think, I don't even know if you listened, I don't even know if I sent them to you, I have produced commercials now oh, for over no. Our uh, our sponsors, fantastic. And hopefully, they will be on this show, so we don't have to do the long. So that is uh, Berea Pond. Yep. Front
0: Porch Studios. Yep. Bad Wolf Gaming. Exactly. And anything for Nate?
1: I think Nate does does something on the in the tag already. Like he puts on something for Stoveleg for us. Yeah, he, he was one step ahead of us on it. So
0: we we had yes. a nice conversation with Nate last week. We might have gotten a little bit of insight into the young man, and he yeah. is a young man, right? I've all. Uh, All honesty, I've not yet met Nate. We've corresponded any number of times via uh, electronic medium, but I've not yet met him. Handsome man.
1: Good looking guy. Nice guy. Friendly guy. I don't know if our politics will align, but uh, no, I actually tried to get, and I don't even know if Nate would remember this. I tried to get him a job where I work. Oh, geez. Eight years ago. Seemed it. Tad conservative, which there's nothing wrong with conservatives.
0: You know what? It's funny that I do you, wonder you about asked. young conservatives. Can I say that real quickly? I think it was Churchill maybe who said um, conservative at 20, you have no heart. Liberal at 50, you have no brain.
1: Yeah, it's you know, there's a little bit of truth there. I think you definitely. Yeah, I do wonder about young you, conservatives. Like,
0: you're, when you're in your twenties, you're supposed to be a little hip, help people, empathetic, and when you're all about fucking conservative values in your twenties, I
1: worry about it. It is different. Like it's, it's Ted Cruz ish. <laughs> but well, t- when I ask Nate. About his politics. He said he was the most liberal of his friends, ah. which I caught as kind of a political answer yeah. because you could still be pretty darn right wing and yeah. still be the most uh, the liberal. softball team for QAnon. Yeah, that's it. So he said, uh, so he kind of threw that at me, but I've heard from mutual friends that he's a pretty conservative guy. And again, I have some of the best people I know are conservative. No judgment. Sure. I do look forward to bringing him on and having a chat because that is a good question. How are you a conservative at twenty years old? Or he's, which he's pretty closer to thirty now. I would say in his late twenties. But
0: yeah, well, honestly, and we've yet to thank our first sponsor, but we did mention him. So we'll get back to him.
1: No, no, <laughs> we got the produce commercials. we're
0: okay. good, but not for this show.
1: Yes, oh, for this show, hell yes, yeah, that's, that's we should sent them to me. Okay, how cool. many
0: CBD drinks have you had, Ray? Yeah, Well, this is my fourth. Uh, <laughs> But um, I sort of live that Trisden where being born in 60 in New Jersey, which I'm heading to this weekend. My nephew's getting married on the 5th of November. Nice, so these shows now have been airing two days after we do them, whatever. So that's kind of cool. We can be a little more topical. That's it. But um, yeah, Kyle's getting married, which is very cool. Actually, in PA, just over the border. Congratulations, in Kyle. East Stroudsburg. Yeah, married, married, a very nice young lady. Anne McCarthy. How about that Irish name? Very good name. Um, but I. So I came of age in, you know, the mid 80s, the Reagan years, and uh, I turned 20 in in the year Reagan was elected in 1980. And so I kind of saw that and that was sort of my first introduction to politics. And I saw that um, changeover, you know, I don't really recall. Well, first of all, I was going to say, I don't really recall any conservatives in the 70s when I was in high school. However... Honestly, Tristan, the point you make often—I don't think many people discussed it. Like, I don't really know what anybody's politics, plus I wasn't paying any attention. But by 83, 84, eighty-four—you know, four years into the Reagan years—which say what you want about Ronald Reagan—he changed this country. He ushered in an age of lower taxes and government is bad, and we still live with that, right? Uh, uh, trickle down, where you—you know—the philosophy is you give the wealthy as much as you possibly can, so that the jobs trickle down to guys like you and me. All right, maybe yes, maybe no. I think forty-two years of history
1: has probably proven no. I think that's the fairest um, assumption in the world. I've never seen any indication that if you give rich guys more money, they think let me immediately pass that on to the guys that are working for yes. me. Yes, and 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 I will say, and uh, you know, I I'm lucky enough to have a job where I create my own paycheck, which is nice. Um, but I've never. Had a job where yeah, because the guy because the
0: guy you work for ain't into creating oh. paychecks, so <laughs> Look, it's good that you do it for him.
1: <laughs> this is not a shot against <laughs> the, the owner of my company, but I've never been in a position where the owner of my company said we're doing really good and you need some more money because you're doing good as well. And I feel as though there's certainly been times where I've deserved that had that absolutely. been the mindset of the uh, the owner of the company.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely right. And, and I believe David Stockman, I don't believe, David Stockman is his name. He was sort of the architect of um, trickle-down. Stockman was an economist, brilliant man, I think a Stanford pedigree, and Reagan took him in. He wasn't actually a cabinet member, but he was a political or presidential advisor. And Stockman, I think, is still alive, give or take 90 years old. And he himself, the godfather of trickle-down, has renounced it and said, no, it didn't work. And again, and this is a whole other subject, but I don't look at David Stockman and those people as saying in 1980, 78, 79, when Reagan was running and introducing uh, what George Bush, who senior who ran against uh, uh, Reagan called uh, and then wound up being his vice president called voodoo economics. George Bush looked at that plan and said it's voodoo economics. But I don't think they thought they were going to create, because I think the biggest thing about it now is the inequality, right? Because the wealthy have gotten wealthier how? Because they've been taxed at such a low rate. And that that's thats the only thing the government really has. That's the government's tool, is to lessen regulations on them and to tax them at a lower rate. And we have seen, I think it's finally worse than it was in the 1890s with the robber barons, the inequality in America. It has done nothing but grow in 42 years almost exclusively due to trickle-down policies.
1: Yeah, and it, again, I, well, speaking for myself, look, I, I don't have a business. And I also know there's something to be said for, look, when the next COVID hits and businesses have to shut down, there's not necessarily a safety net for these guys. So I get stockpiling some money. I get you're the, the owner of the business. You should, you know, you're making this profit. But then if there's no rule or anything That It never trickles down. I mean, yeah, you might open another business in another town or maybe expand your brand. But how many businesses are really doing that? Because it just feels like, again, when people get richer, they just get richer. They don't think, how can I make sure that other people get rich as well? Well, I think I think
0: I think it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, Trizin. And I think what happens and I've seen it, I've seen it at the at the at the micro level. I've seen it with my own life and people I've worked for. I don't have to go to Elon Musk and Bill Gates. So, they get these tax breaks and they have more money in their pocket. And rather than use it to create jobs, either they, on the macro level, ship the jobs overseas, or on the micro level, still continue trying to cut. And it becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy of, well, I got rich, so now I deserve more. It's a right. psychological thing that really kind of makes trickle-down not work. It really is. And I've seen that as people get wealthier, they feel more deserving of that wealth, however they come about it or keep it, without looking at the people working for them. In, in 95%, 90%. There are five to 10% of people who get that. And um, as an aside, I also have a pretty intimate knowledge of Jewish folks growing up in Jersey. And oh, Jewish, geez. no, Jesus. no, Don't no.
1: Kanye me, Ray.
0: Jewish people get that, Tris. and I have often said, when somebody down here says, I'm going to do my Southern accent. I'm for, oh, he ain't nothing but a damn Jew. The guy he's working for. I say, you're an idiot because Jewish folks, the reason they're successful in business is they take care of the people that work for them. The ones you
1: experience, We, we have some assholes too.
0: Now, if you're not doing well by them, they're going to let you know that. And, and your experience and and my, and my aside, yeah, it's everything's your experience. And my aside that'll piss you off is typically if you're making a deal with a Jewish person, you come out on as a Gentile, you come out on the wrong end of that deal. However, the reason they're successful in business is because they understand they're only as good as their employees. Here's my best example. Jeff Holtzman was my mentor up in Jersey. He, he uh, hired me to DJ for him. Everything was his equipment. I worked for Jeff for five years. All right. So he started me at 80 bucks. It's 1983. Okay. 80 bucks wasn't bad. Jeff supplying everything. I think he was charging like 250. Next year, I went 200. Next year, I went 220. Third year, ready to go to 140. Jeff says, I was buzzed. Everybody up there, buzz. I can't afford that. I'm like well you know it's time raise whatever he says I'll tell you what now this is brilliant this is not everybody he said I will build a system for you I'll finance it you pay me back when you own the system and actually even along the way you can take jobs for yourself and we can each benefit fucking brilliant Right. That's that's a good that, that's a win win. That's what you got to do for people. And a lot of these fucking yeehaws down here, they don't get that. It's just you know beat them out of their last nickel. And and why? What what is the point to
1: that? We, and I think you've seen a lot of this over COVID as well. And again, I, I, I could argue with some of what you said, but again, I think what you were saying is in your experience with the Jewish folks you've dealt with, obviously. So nothing we say in general terms are all we believe all Jewish or all black or all white or all Irish or a certain thing. So it's well, I actually, in our experience.
0: Other than the making the deal coming out on the l- wrong end, which is a which is a little poke at you, but I'm talking about the Jewish business model makes sense because they appreciate their employees. Yes. No, uh, as a general rule,
1: as a general rule. And you do wish there was more of that. And again, I don't know if that's a, you know, that's something in the Jewish culture or or whatever, but it does feel like the, the COVID pandemic really perpetuated a lot of people waking up and realizing that their boss or the company owner didn't give a shit about them and saying, I'm going to get a better job. Lots of people have left mediocre jobs for much better jobs when, you know, when they're available. But, People are loyal to bosses and jobs that you know take care of you, right?
0: Yeah, Lucas, who you know and uh, I work with and has been on any a number of these conversations but still hasn't done our show. I'm getting a little uh, burpy from the CBD. You like it, right?
1: It does taste great. Yeah.
0: Um, He makes the point that what happened during COVID is a lot of people who were in those horseshit jobs, those 725 flipping burgers at McDonald's, stepped away from them and said, man, that job really sucks. And that's why they didn't go back. Yeah. They found something else to do and and, and wages went up. But let me, I actually wrote it down so I could finish my point because God, we got slightly off topic. In the mid 80s, I'm working my first job out of college, right? It's at an employment agency, Pomerantz Personnel up in Jersey. There's like nine offices and I see these kids coming in and I used to make the joke, Lu- uh, Lucas, I'm sorry, Trisden, that all I saw rather than a pupil were dollar signs in their eyes. And I remember one kid specifically, I'll never see him again, is literally 40 years ago, whatever, more, Chris Giacchini. He was just this little fucking, yeah, good-looking Italian kid, always dressed to the nines. And, and, it, and it struck me. And I'm 24, 25 years old, him the same. And he was the most greedy, driven little fuck. And it was so different from... Anything I had thought about, and that was the influx of, I mean, I, there's no other way to say it. This was the Reagan people, what came to be called yuppies, which that word is now dated and passe. I don't know what they are now, but yuppie was actually an acronym, I think, for Young Urban Professional. And, I didn't um, know that.
1: That's cool. Yeah.
0: And they were all about the money. And to be very honest, it kind of turned me off. Um but in, and of course, they called the '80s the Me Generation, right? Yeah. How much can you accumulate? He who dies with the most toys wins. Greed is good. All that stuff. Yeah, and that was ushered in in the '80s.
1: Very true. Yeah, that was the decade, and I think we've been living with it ever since. Yeah, you're exactly right. You definitely see a lot of that. And I don't. You ask a great question. I don't. Is there a modern yuppie? I don't know if there's a modern term for that.
0: Uh, well, a hipster, but that's not a yuppie. Yeah, those um, guys, I mean- Preppies, see, a metrosexual, that's a well-dressed dude, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't
1: know if there's a class of younger people that are so money-based like that was you know, well, like back then. Well, I
0: think you're probably right about that. Um, we had a conversation in our backyard, in, in Tommy's backyard. I was up in Jersey when I met Ann, who Kyle's marrying this weekend. And she's a Harvard grad, so you got a Harvard and a Yaley. Oh, wow. Look, Harvard and a Yaley <laughs> marrying each other. <laughs> I have no respect for either school when they took those two, but uh, so what's Anne going to be my niece in law? Yeah, that's
1: what it's I would my, call my
0: nephew's wife. Yeah. So she graduated Harvard. Uh, Kyle graduated Yale, and we were talking, and you know she is a very bright individual, and she was telling my brother and myself, um, each men in their fifties at that time, how her generations. A little bit younger than you, is more interested in experience than they are in money. So they would rather take a trip somewhere than worry about saving up for buying a house.
1: Yeah, definitely feel like that. So I guess that has changed a bit. Yeah, definitely in my experience, seeing people, it definitely is not this you know see how much money i can get that you know that whole greedy gordon gecko or whatever the guy right are. gordon gecko yeah from the the, the 80s uh, wall Street. he was well, uh,
0: wall street and then the actual uh, what was his name michael whatever who went to jail that gecko was based on but yeah greed is good um so yeah i guess it has changed a bit in 40 years but we're certainly still living with all those tax breaks for the wealthy and all the regulations i mean dem- when democrats come in clinton obama now biden um those are the three democrats right since 1980 uh they don't mess with it because it's a fucking third rail what are you going to do go in there and say yeah i'm raising all your taxes and i'm going to regulate the shit out of you no so they don't really touch it either no so So we live with it
1: that is sort of one of those things that the right in their infinite wisdom does such a great job in putting on the left oh you know these are the guys that are just going to come in and just completely the tax and spenders tax you to death. Right. And really, you look at the numbers. Like if you actually sit back and it, it's about the same. These guys do it at the same pace. They mm-hmm. really
0: do. And in yeah. some ways, in some ways, and I know this is anathema to so many Republicans. If you look at the numbers, like you said, Democrats are actually more fiscally responsible than our Republicans. Right. So, you know, it's it it is they just do a wonderful job of, well, it's what we always talk about, The, the, the simple phrases, you know, defund the police that they just beat you over the head with fucking liberals and progressives are always trying to explain too much. I do it myself. Just come up with some simple statement and stick to it because it's probably a shot at our fellow Americans, but
1: simple works. Yeah, well, and the defund simple the police. Simple works. Now, I'm was,
0: not saying they're necessarily simple, but I'm not saying they're
1: not. <laughs> I think Nate would like to come on and talk about that. But no, defund the police, of course, being a Democrat, their, their attempt at a short phrase that just was the dumbest phrase in the history of the world. Yeah, and so- now Republicans don't ever let them forget that they used it. You no, know, they want to
0: defund the police. They want to defund the police. Oh
1: shit. And Democrats have to get better. I mean it, yes broken. Record, messaging. Yeah. The messaging that Democrats, it's, you know, read our term paper that's, you know, forty thousand words long and, you know, Republicans say make America good. And then you know Make Mark good. They they win with that. That's that's winning. Let's I, I know
0: here we better. are um it's
1: Tuesday. So one week from today, I I don't guess because we
0: never really put it together, lazy assholes, that we are. I I don't think we're going to do a a political show, but a week from tonight, I'm going to be tuned in. Maybe I'll even call you during the results. It'll be fun. So we'll get to politics. Why not? Because this will be the last show before the election. But let me just tell you one quick uh, Chris Giacchini story, the young man I referenced from Pomerantz, who was dollar signs rather than pupils. He and I didn't get along because I still was going to dead shows then, and I was kind of the hippie in the office. and. Yeah, he was just this driven kid. So we're just kind of like North and South Vietnam. So we used to go, there were three, there were four of us. There was a manager and three employees. And one of us would go every week to a meeting with the owner, Mary. Mary and Gary Pomerantz owned it. And there were nine different offices and you'd go to one of the offices. So when you went, you carried whatever paperwork there was from the office, right? Pre-internet, we're not emailing. So he had a letter. Mary that was very very important and he asked me if I'd take it to her I said sure so he had left the office ahead of me the day before and I I sliced it real I I didn't slice it but I got into the envelope I didn't actually I didn't look was in it because I didn't care but inside the envelope Mary in his handwriting I put a note that said gotcha and I took his thing to give to her and they said He came into the office, and he looked, and he's like, that son of a bitch. I asked him to do one thing, and all he does is he forgets. What an asshole. And he opens the envelope, and it says, gotcha. (laughs) And, you know, when I got back, he wouldn't even give it to me. He was like, oh, no, I didn't do it. But the guy I worked with was like, oh, he was absolutely irate. (laughs) It was one of the best practical jokes I ever did. So it
1: worked perfectly, yeah. So that was my... Nice. No, what's, what's your best practical joke ever? Oh God, I do have one that that comes to and mind. And I'm not
0: saying that's my best ever, but that's a good
1: one. No, I, I have in my mind the very best practical joke I ever pulled, and it was just just completely on the cuff. I was playing uh, basketball at the YMCA in Richmond, and this was probably circa 2004 2005. Um, I was playing with uh, a good friend of mine named Brent. And we went up to the ball game, and as we were leaving, we were, we passed um, City Financial, which was actually a place that I had previously worked. And the manager of the Richmond City Financial uh, in the Southern Hills Plaza, you may remember sure. when it was over there, yeah, uh, was John Clark. And I, John m- may listen to the show. I what a super great guy. And uh, as we were leaving our basketball game, we were like, "Hey, let's go and see our friend John." We saw the lights were still on. It was kind of late, you know. It was maybe seven, seven thirty. So it was probably like end of the month. They were trying to do some collections or something. So as we park, we see him starting to close up City Financial. Now they have quite a bit of money. Oh, and, don't tell me. And uh, you know, they so the big bag of cash and checks and all this. And we see him, you know, kind of closing up as we pull in. So what we decide to do is. Fake Rob, John, no. as he's getting out of the, the city financial. So <laughs> as he he locks, he's locking the door with his back to us. So we sort of sneak around our car, which was in front of city financial. And I just scream, give me your money, motherfucker. Oh, no. Like that. And John just takes off, <laughs> drops the bag, <laughs> Oh no! takes off. He is over. There's a convenience store. If you're picturing Southern Hills Plaza, like two right. businesses down We just start laughing so hard. And and so he's two businesses down, stops running, realizes, you know, that he's he's been had. That's it. He's just like, you motherfuckers. Now, there's some place you get
0: shot doing that, Triz. And yeah, I guess you knew John was maybe not someone with a sidearm. You probably wouldn't do that to Aaron.
1: No, no, probably (laughs) not. not Not a prank for Aaron. No. But just being young and silly. Yeah, it, that's it, funny. It, it was just off the cuff. But, you know, he dropped was out. It. Oh, and he dropped the bag. Dropped the so bag he and took, was gone. So
0: he took the advice. He dropped it. He did. He did. Oh,
1: that, so that is too and funny. And, of course, we, we only kept half of it.
0: <laughs> <So>.
1: <laughs> but, no, that, that, that
0: was pretty great. Oh, that is a great one. Yeah. All yeah. right. So we are a week out from the election. And it looks, here's what I know. It looks like fucking Warnock and Walker are tied, if not Walker, up a point. So you're telling me the people of Georgia are going to elect that moron to be their Senate, their U.S. Senator? Okay, whatever. It's your choice, Georgia. You got to live with it. Um, uh, Fetterman really hurt himself in the debate. It looks like Mehmet Oz could win that fucking election. But again, it's neck and neck. Uh, J.D. Vance is a point or two up on Tim Ryan, who 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 I love Tim Ryan. He is what Democrats were. He 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 was the Democrat that my dad would have liked. He's the reason my father was a Democrat. There was this is long before identity politics. He's got that great line, Tim Ryan, about the Democratic Party lost its way when they forgot they were the party of people who showered after work. He's an old school Youngstown steel mill kid. He can't seem to get traction. I guess Ohio is just a fucking red state. I think, yeah, Ohio has just went red. So that's uh, three Trump picks. Oz was a Trump pick. Walker was a Trump pick. And J.D. Vance was a Trump pick. And that wacky broad out in um, Arizona, Carrie Lake, was a Trump pick. And apparently she's going to be elected Arizona's governor. So if the four of them win, Donald Trump is is the preeminent front runner again for 24 because the Mitch McConnell's and the establishment Republicans will be scared to death to even touch him. And he probably will ride that wave to the nomination. I don't know that he'll be re- reelected, but I don't know
1: that he won't. Yeah. Which I, is effing crazy. I think you're exactly right. I think the if those four are, win, Tristan, think, and
0: he's just, you're, Trump is, four, it's going
1: to be all about Trump. All four of them are going to win. I just have no faith in, in them not winning. I just think that's where America is now. We are just now this group of people. That's who we are. We are the Trump America. And it's just, just common sense, common sense be, be damned, brains be damned. It's, you know, if we like these fucking people, that's who we like.
0: You know, every time a dictator, and I'm not making this comparison, but virtually every time a dictator takes over a country, Stalin in Russia, Pol Pot and Cambodia on and on and on. First thing they do is kill off or run out all the intellectuals, Interesting. professors, doctors, because yeah. they don't want people there that are bright enough to say, hey, asshole. Yeah. And there is this—we talked about it last week. This seeming uh, courtship in America with idiocy. I've read a book, and I, I apologize. I always do the Southern accent. I've said that ten times, but you know, I, let me try it this way. I've not read a book since. See, no Englishman is going to say that because they're bright people. I'm like, these asshole? I ain't read a book in so long. I don't know, man. There's just—is um, there just a courtship with idiocy in this country?
1: Well, I think that's what you want, right? You—you you keep your uh, your electorate. Fat, dumb, and you know, fat, dumb, and happy, and then you just uh, are able to manipulate whatever you need to manipulate to keep power. So you see
0: Walker winning, you see Oz winning, you see Vance winning, and you see Carrie Lake winning because those are the four real kind of prominent, and
1: those are the four Trump hand chose. I'll be stoked if we take one of those four at this point. And I just watched Herschel Walker speaking again. Look, I'm a bit in a bubble. I admit it. But the clips they show of this man trying to formulate a sentence and the shit that he's talking about. He was asked what the the biggest problem facing Georgia was uh, right now, and he said the biggest problem facing Georgia was celebrities telling people that they can't do anything. Like celebrities there you go. telling you, and I that's just that's the problem. What in God's name is he talking about?
0: Yeah, and it's not the morality. It's not the fact that he's got four illegitimate children by four women, none of whom he fathered. It's not because he paid for at least one, possibly two abortions, and he is fervently pro-choice. That we know of. Yeah, not not right. None of that matters. It's that he really is an idiot.
1: Yeah, he's not qualified to hold that position. He is not
0: qualified to hold that position. I mean, Herschel Walker is, you know— not qualified to hold that position.
1: No, and it, it's it's fascinating to watch. I mean, again, I think one of the hard lessons for me in politics was watching um, Gore Bush in 2000 and just thinking to myself, like, man, if you want one of these people as a phone-a-friend on, uh, you know, what was the, the game show where you could phone a friend? for, uh, for the, Millionaire. Yeah, who wants, to, who be wants to be a millionaire. Like, you wouldn't want George W. Bush. Like, you want... The smartest person in the room to lead the country you would think <laughs> you'd want to call ken jennings right but again i think we're at a place now where it's just it's not only not it doesn't benefit you to be the smartest person in the race in fact i think sometimes it can be a hindrance that's a, that's that's just a travesty so it could could it be that the gop is 100 opposed to abortion
0: except to save the political life of the father
1: <laughs> oh that's pretty good The funny thing about, you know, you and I have had these conversations with Republicans. I'm yet and I know some deep, fervent, anti-abortion Republicans just never under any circumstances. And, you know, and I've had these serious conversations with these guys and these same guys, if they've got a 12 year old daughter, will sit there and tell you, yeah, that'd be a tough one. I'd, I'd probably consider it. So to me, what it comes down to is they just don't want everybody else. To sort of have that ability. But at the end of the day, look, if everybody, or I don't know about everybody, but look, 99% of sane people, if their wife is about to die from a pregnancy and you can save your wife, you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. And and just like if you your baby's going to come out and, you know, with medical technology that this baby is going to be miserable until it dies four days later. Look, nobody wants a late term abortion within reason. But look, if you also don't want your child to just come out and be in intense pain or suffer, and again, that's a rare thing. That's not, oh, that happens all the time. I get it. It's not a common thing. But you do want a doctor to have the ability to say, look, this baby has the most severe palsy I've ever seen, and and look, I'm recommending this. It's a hard decision to make. I get it. But the common sense of the matter is there has to be some exceptions.
0: Well and dr oz doctor operative word being doctor in the debate the other night everybody focused on fetterman's inability to complete sentences formulate cognitive thoughts and so forth. (laughs) I had that same problem. Right, which is is terrible because I had high hopes for John Fetterman. Me too. A lot of people did. I remember texting my brother back in the spring because I had known him a little bit as that sort of um, renegade, um, you know, lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania who was never in a suit and he's an interesting guy and a working class guy. And I said to Tommy, my brother, um, uh, you you know, this guy could have a real political future. He's a real friend of the working man. Then he suffers at... Very, very untimely stroke from atrial fibrillation, by the way, which I have. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But apparently it was, he was a non, I remember Dave who did our show with his, Dave Harrison, whose dad died young. And I remember Dave using the term that his dad was a non-compliant diabetic. Mm. The doctors told him, here's what you need to do. Didn't do it. Well, Fetterman was diagnosed like five years ago with AFib, didn't do the proper things. And it culminated in a stroke, which is, which is very, very unfortunate. But, um. He, you know, so that everybody focused on his inability in that debate, but Oz himself said, cause they Fetterman camp made a commercial out of it. He wanted abortion to be decided between, I mean, this dumbest fucking thing. You say, think Herschel Walker says stupid shit between women, their doctor and local politicians.
1: <laughs> right. I what that. the fuck? <laughs> really? Now, was that a slip of the tongue or is that something he thought? Jesus. Stupid. Because who would say that, you know, the people making your medical decisions should be the, the local government? Crazy. That was insane. So to give now, Oz has said, and done some crazy shit, but to try and give him the benefit of the doubt, maybe it was a slip. Yeah, I Maybe. Mean,
0: maybe. But I Jesus. don't know. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, I mean all those, those are the races that are going to be the most fun to watch because they're all still within the margin of error. The polls go up, the polls go down. They're all within striking distance. I think probably the biggest advantage right now as we speak is J.D. Vance. And the irony to that is Tim Ryan in their debate absolutely uh Vance and just. You know, just filleted him where he had called Trump that America's Hitler, and then Vance said, "No, I didn't." And Ryan was like, "Here, here, here's where you can go and see the clip for Christ's sakes." Yeah, you did. Yeah. And now he's all about he's a MAGA Republican. He's full of shit. JD Vance is what he Indeed. is. Yeah. But you know, he's probably got the biggest lead at only like two, three points. Walker's like a point up on Warnock, and I think Fetterman Oz is still an absolute pickem. But I think Carrie Lake is pretty much going to be governor of Arizona. So you know one would be okay. Uh, Oh, for four would be best to, you know, I don't really, I think Herschel's an idiot. I think Mehmet Oz is a poser. Uh, J.D. Vance, like I said, I read Hillbilly Elegy. I liked what he had to say in it, but somebody who just turns their back on everything and picks up somebody else, in my opinion, isn't, you know, yeah, you can have revelations where you, you know, say, oh, man, I was wrong about so-and-so, but it was pure politics 100%. to agree, you know, to appeal to certain people. And I honestly don't know enough about the Arizona politics. So 0 for 4 would be great, only in that it might quiet Trump up, right? That's the only thing I really care about. To your point, if he goes 4 for four, I guess it was my point, but you said you think they'll go 4 for 4. He, he goes 4 for 4, Donald Trump does on Tuesday night. That's it, man. He's probably, he's, he's, the, he's the nominee in 24, if not the president again, which is just absolutely mind-blowing.
1: It's been a fascinating hellscape of politics for the past 6 7 years,
0: yeah. If that man, you know,
1: comes through, but th- again, no. I don't know how much credit you can give Trump. I mean, the Republicans more than likely were going to sweep this no matter what. Look, this is just what always happens. So we can't sit back and say,
0: "Well, yes, but that was you're right, given history, but these were the low-quality candidates that Mitch McConnell uh, quoted. That was the Mitch McConnell mcconnell quote from august when fetterman had a nine-point lead and uh, and warnock had a ten-point lead and we didn't know who Kerry lake was and so on and so forth and and it was just after that hobbs decision the overturning of roe and it looked like democrats were not i'm sorry it looked like republicans were not going to have that red wave and there was going to be finger pointing because trump picked these low quality mitch mcconnell's words that's fair low quality candidates now No disrespect to Herschel. Might be a fun guy to go out with. But that is the epitome of a low-quality candidate.
1: Yeah, I mean, he... he doesn't seem to, and again, this is coming from somebody I've seen a lot of news coverage, but I haven't watched a full Herschel Walker Oh, there's not a Republican
0: uh, uh, there's not a Republican, Trisden that can come out and say, no, here's what you're missing about Herschel. They, they know when fucking yeah. okay. when, when John Thune and Mitch McConnell and, and uh, 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 Corson, whatever his name is from, uh, not Corson, John Cornyn from Texas are together, they're like, this fucking guy's an idiot. I mean, there's no, it's like yeah. Tommy, Tommy Tuberville. Because yeah. people may say, oh, hey, you're saying it's a, he's a black man, you're picking on Tommy Duberville, who was the auburn football cup man's a moron he could not name the three branches of government the people of alabama elected him to be their senator okay the clip i played a few weeks back but uh, that is
1: scary man
0: but you know if if to your point about maga world whatever whatever upside down tipsy topsy if all these folks win man then i think it's katie bar the door
1: yeah i don't know see again i I don't disagree with what you're saying, which is that Trump's going to be the guy. I feel like that's just been inevitable. But yeah, I think they're more lucky on the heels of uh, just the time that they're running in history, that it's almost always the other party sort of. Has a, a bit of a wave, though be it tsunami versus, you know, small wave is sort of dependent on the situation of uh, the country and the economy. But yeah, I mean, well, economy doesn't they help. probably would have won regardless of, you know, whether they were Trump people. Perhaps, but
0: really, uh, Republicans, whoever the strategists are that make that party work, give them this. They saw those polls, they saw what a post row world looked like, and they said, fuck. We can't, we got to get them off of that. So here's what they did. And I'm not saying they invented this, but they overblue some of it. And it's happening right here. Again, macro, micro. Now, uh, uh, Gordon is going to get reelected, the mayor of Lexington. But that guy running against her, Clover, whatever his name is, is running on an anti-crime, you know, too much crime, too much crime. They made crime the issue. Rather than abortion. And they put uh, Dems on their heels because, you know, they started talking At you're the party that wants to defund police. You're the party who wants to, you know, open the border, so on, so forth, so on. And they made that connection. And all of a sudden, people went, oh, that's really true. And it sort of trumped, no pun intended, uh, the abortion issue. Because all of a sudden, the crime issue became the biggest thing. Because the economy is the economy. Right. Right.
1: We know about the economy. Let me ask you a dumb guy crime question. This is my thought. Now, we have all these Republican politicians right now running on lowering crime, uh making crime, you know, the big issue, like you just said. When throughout America's history has there ever just not been crime due to politicians? Right? There's always a lot of crime. Or you know, there's never Rudy. just been a politician that sort of came in and swept crime away. I mean, the only Republican example Rudy. would be Rudy in <laughs> New York. Yeah. I mean, there there, there was Crazy some, some Rudy some stuff that, you know, Cousin fucker Rudy came up with that sort of... Cousin fucker. He married his cousin. Rudy did? You didn't know Rudy Giuliani married his cousin? Keep it in the family? I'm I'm not sure I did. Seriously? No. Have you not seen late night TV in Was it
0: scandalous? (laughs) I, I, I mean... Maybe not not here. Well, what's a cousin mean? Like not a first cousin. Nothing like third cousin. Wow, that's crazy. So him and Jerry Lee Lewis, who we just lost. You know
1: what? I made the joke to yeah, you, right? Yeah. So you
0: didn't get the joke. I said I didn't you. really know. Yeah.
1: So that led. So. I never.
0: I always feign that I do. I don't. Never want to admit I don't get a joke.
1: Yeah. So I think my. It te- happens once
0: in a while, Tris. Then once
1: in a while, <laughs> my text to Ray was uh, with Jerry Lee Lewis, the killer, passing away. That leaves Rudy Giuliani as America's most important cousin fucker. Whew.
0: He's a strange cat, but he did clean up New York. But no, I mean, fact is, and it is a fact, America's a violent country. I mean, there's not much you can do about
1: we it. Do we do perpetuate violence we here. We
0: perpetuate violence. There's a lot of guns in American society. People get shot. I mean, it is what it is. And I don't mean to in any way poo-poo violence. It, it is, uh, I, I mean, again, looking locally, Lexington, now, the, the proud Lexingtonians, Jaeger and Lucas, who I work with, will tell you um, I can bring you to the part of the city where it is, just like in Chicago. I can bring you to the part of the city. Problem is, perception becomes reality, and people from outside go, oh, they're fucking Lexington, that's a dangerous place. Yeah. I mean, I don't really feel threatened in Lexington, but the homicide rate is up. The shootings are up. There's no doubt about that. True.
1: Man, you've seen The Wire, I would assume.
0: Uh, I've seen enough of it to know it, but I need to watch the entire show. But it is, it is maybe one of the best television shows
1: ever well it's fascinating because they sort of really get into the nuts and bolts of the political effect on crime and policing sure. and sort of shading those numbers depending on right. what they need and, right, and, right. and man just the realism of that show was, was pretty fascinating but again I, I don't know like i don't know that democrats are like you know we shouldn't care about crime now i think when crime's bad democrats care as much as anybody sure i mean, just like of course republicans do as well like crime when crime's an issue Politicians typically care. I don't feel like we're saying, let's only talk about transgender bathrooms when, you know, the murder rate is up. I feel like everybody feels that pinch. So I don't know. I think, again, it's a winning issue for Republicans. I just don't know if that, again, is a real one that Democrats just don't care about crime or are soft.
0: But they certainly, uh, you know, they they certainly uh, uh, get portrayed that way. Now, you had mentioned we chatted just a bit before the show started. You've watched a second episode of Gutfeld now, and something he said caught your ear.
1: Well, he was talking about Maga Republican. This being Greg just,
0: Gutfeld, who's got a late night show that's kind of cheesy, and I recommended Tris to watch it. But it's the number it one late
1: night show. It's fucking so, amazing. But again, I say, if
0: you, it's the only one that appeals to that audience. So if you took Colbert and Fallon and uh, and and Jimmy Kimmel and added their numbers up, Trevor Noah, it would be three, four to one people watching them versus sure. the, the Gutfeld kid, as I call him, very derisively. I mean that intentionally because I think he's like fifty-six or eight. Um, but it's a fairly awful show in that he's not very funny, though he tries to be, and the guests are like very third tier. Yeah. You know, you're, you're not gonna, you're not get gonna get know Paul Newman on gutfelt, maybe yeah. rest in peace. No, Adam
1: Sandler's on gutfeld tonight. Uh, uh, George Clooney's going on gutfelt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not the case. But no, one of the things that I thought it would be a fascinating discussion was he said they call us MAGA Republicans. What are MAGA Republicans? And I just thought, well that seems easier to answer right like what would be your answer well my a maga republican would probably be somebody that would put trump above party or country to me yes And i I, that was off the top of my head. I really haven't spent much time thinking about it. Like if you're, you know, you're behind Trump over what you think is right, because you just like Trump that much, then you're a MAGA Republican. So that trickles down. And let's go back to our friend Herschel. We're beating the shit out of him. But these people,
0: Ted Cruz said, no, I don't care anything about what you're telling me, the abortion, whatever. I just want to see the Senate report elect Republicans, MAGA Republicans. Certainly Herschel's a MAGA Republican because Trump is the guy who endorsed him and, and, and put, brought him to prominence. So I think that's exactly what it is. It's all about, so it has nothing to do with the person. You know, he could be a baby raper, but as long as he's a MAGA Republican, he's fine.
1: And unfortunately, I don't feel like that's hyperbolic. I mean, I think with some of this stuff,
0: I I, could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and they won't care.
1: Yeah. And and that's kind of true. And and I feel like our party or and again, we're kind of close to the middle. So I think sometimes we maybe feel things about our party that may not apply, certainly to the fringe. But I also don't feel like that's most of our people. Right. Like, I feel like if it came out that, you know, Joe Biden raped somebody, nobody would vote for Joe Biden.
0: According to MAGA Republicans, he has. (laughs) <laughs>
1: well, this but I so mean, if, if if you look at what we did to Al Franken, like, look, we're not the party of like, it, Al Franken was a fucking star. Like he was a brilliant politician.
0: Could have run for president probably. But he
1: fake grabbed a lady's boobs. Well, he
0: grabbed them, but it was. No, you, he didn't you know, even grab them. It was a picture, the right? The
1: picture was and,
0: and near that, the boobs. And and you know what, Tristan? Again, I say you're the smarter of the two of us. That that's you, not true. You owe, well, it's not. But you, owe. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, you didn't Which, have to say that so fast. <laughs> i a you, nicer you're, than you. You always
0: make points because, again, we don't rehearse it, which is why maybe we should. But you know, now we've got a little CBD buzz. What do you think? We're plus 20 minutes in. You it feel is, anything? I
1: do feel a little, okay, like, little hey, nummy. Cheers. A little How about numby? you?
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's a little nummy. It, it, it takes a little the num- edge off. Yeah, it's kind of nice. It's
1: like probably a beer without maybe the dehydration.
0: Yeah, 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 a little, little nummy. Yeah, but uh, that's a great point with Al Franken because the the Democrats got rid of him. He was an, uh, more than an up and comer. He was an established progressive senator with great ideas. And there was one fucking picture, and they ran him out of the party. Where is the Where is the example of Republicans, MAGA Republicans, doing that?
1: There's not. I mean, you've got the the. The guy that was transporting underage girls and paying them on... You, you'll know his name again. I, right? I, I'm not sure I do. Uh, the uh, Florida, Florida congressman.
0: Oh, Getz. Yes, Matt Getz. Sh-
1: and again, this is not somebody right. that they're saying, listen, Matt, right. you've got to, this was crazy. <laughs> no. and you've got to go. I mean, the the guy who ran for <sighs> Alabama Senate. Roy Moore. Roy Moore, yeah. who had some pretty severe allegations of child molestation, right? And, well,
0: yeah, child predating, yes.
1: Yes, and it was just, okay. But again... Our side's like, well, I don't really like that picture where you almost touch the sleeping lady's boobs. Again, I'm not saying that's right. But again, that's something that you come out, it was 15, 20 years ago. Freaking certainly apologize. It was not the right thing to do. But if that's the worst thing he's done in his life, look, I think he gets one chance to not make another picture almost touching a boob. So...
0: Uh, this is going to piss people off. If Al Franken is a MAGA Republican, the party is not throwing him out for that indiscretion.
1: Not even talking about it. It wouldn't even be a. Now, to be fair to the people door. of Alabama,
0: they didn't vote for Roy Moore. They didn't it put Doug close. Jones in. It
1: was close. And Doug
0: Jones got beat by Tommy Tuberville in the next election. So right. they so they went and, you know, they, they did hold their nose. And even the folks in Alabama said, OK, but you know what, Tristan, that was 14 or 16 Today, maybe Roy Moore gets elected. Maybe thanks Again, to Trump maggot Republicans. And it
1: was only like one percent that Roy Moore lost that election. So to me, right. the fringe, not even the fringe, your average Republican still voted for him. It was just these few, Fair. you know, malleable people in the middle that in just a couple independents. Yeah, right.
0: You're probably right about that. It's a good point. Yeah. yeah, but the Franken example is wonderful. Because I just don't know where that exists on the right. And we're talking about, again, not an up and comer, an established force in the Democratic Party, uh, a, a power broker, a guy they're talking about running for fucking president. And he's, he's an and and Al Franken's background was he was a comedian. So it's right. got this it's this comic exactly. picture where he's, you know, he
1: was thinking it wasn't like he was trying to do it sneakily and was caught trying to, you know, molest yeah, it, right? it, it was, was a posed. joke that was posed yes, it just, it blows your mind. Yes, it does blow your mind. And, and again, so our party goes too far with that, and the other party doesn't go far enough. Look, if you've got pedophiles, you need to kick them the fuck out, and we need to calm down and, you know, give people a little bit more of a chance Absolutely. without without cause. And that's
0: that far-left craziness. Now, how about, we haven't, we've gone 45 minutes, we haven't mentioned uh, Mr. Pelosi, and and now you, you know, you've got, well, we all know the story now, broke in uh, broke hammer, and but now you've got these Right wing, you know, people saying it was a fucking lover's fight, a tryst, a conspiratory, you know, conspiracy theories, etc.
1: Well, you're always going to hear some of that craziness now, apparently, that QAnon and the Internet. I mean, lies move much faster than the truth. Right. So, again, could there have been a little something else to this? Maybe. But it feels like a man who hated Nancy Pelosi took a fucking hammer and tried to kill her and almost killed her husband instead.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know, if Tristan. You know, a week before the election, that's just too coincidental, so says the people on the right. Isn't that a tad suspicious? Well, only if you're a paranoid mother. Right.
1: You know. Well, no, I mean, I would think a lunatic seeing all these political ads and, man. There's a lot of Nancy Pelosi hate on TV. Oh my God! And, and again, it's everywhere we've talked about this some on the show, but I don't get why people make her the face of hate. Like right. she's not, she doesn't have child sacrifices. I mean, she's just a. I mean, is she probably farther left than maybe our governor? Yeah, I'm sure she's a little farther left than our governor. But again, oh certainly, I, I don't feel as though she's you know worshiping the devil. And
0: well, you know, the fact is, she's an amazingly talented politician. Not a, not a great orator. I mean, there's times where. You're You're like, and it's probably arguable that she should go. She's older than Joe Biden and not go, but maybe retire. But Nancy Pelosi is amazingly successful. And and the uh, fundraising that she does for candidates that she wants to see win is incredible. And so Republicans hate her for it.
1: Yeah, but I think it's okay to me if, you know, members of the House and the Senate dislike Pelosi because she's good at her job. But the very unreasonable hatred that the average guy... Look, I'll just mention my wife's dad. I don't think he listens. Nor is a political guy. He's just not that political. But he hates
0: Nancy Pelosi. But he
1: hates her. And he posts about... Oh, doesn't know anything about her. But he hates- knows nothing about politics. Right. And just, he's just not into it. He's just not a political just guy. We're irrational fear and irrational There's hatred. There's just a lot of people that really fucking despise her. And if they were put on the stand in a courtroom... would have say, no
0: idea what uh, her policy position is Not are. a thing. Right. Yeah.
1: And it, it is... That's kind of frustrating.
0: It's un—it's just unfounded and irrational, and and that's where we're at now. And and the what aboutism. So so we we know that Republicans are amazingly successful at simplifying their message, hammering it home over and over and over. And the what aboutism. You know, Trump did this, but what about what about what about the what aboutism that oh, they man. that You're they are not going to watch a,
1: a Republican interview where it's you know if they're busted on something or cornered, it's just well yeah sure, but what about what. This person did thirty years. It, it is frustrating, you know. You you'd like to see more people owning what they did as opposed to just saying, "Well, what about Bill Clinton?" Or what about you didn't know. even our
0: dear Rand Paul? And, and I don't know what happened to Charles Booker. What some months did back calling Charles Booker? We were no. I hope not Booker. But I don't know. I don't know if he had no money, got no certainly got no support from the National Democratic Party. But I mean, there was just no campaign at all. I literally saw one ad, and it was an okay ad. But I, I don't know. He just didn't run against Paul. Yeah, I mean, I Paul's going to win by fucking 10, 8, whatever. But didn't that snivelly little a hole weigh in on the Pelosi thing and sort of make it about him? Because you know he was beaten up by his neighbor, and yeah, kudos to. <laughs> I mean, oh no, not kudos. No one should be attacked. I understand why the neighbor beat <laughs> Paul. It's just but, but didn't he weigh in and make it about him?
1: Well, I think we've seen a lot of pretty crappy type comments from Republican. From t- yeah, yeah. But real yeah, left-handed snivelly Rand's was um, yes. I'm very sorry to hear about Paul Pelosi. I will be, uh, and again, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I will be better than they were when my neighbor attacked me because their daughter had a mean tweet about it or right. something. But, but I'm very sorry that yeah. he was, man, that, that was just, and again, that goes both ways. Look, if oh, it does. I dislike Rand, but if you were one of the people that said something in public about that, it's just shitty to do. I, Did, didn't I, I just do that?
0: <laughs> I understand why. Didn't and and
1: Donald him. Trump Junior.'s uh, oh Paul my God. costume was underwear and a hammer? Man, uh, this is where it's going though. I, but again, I, that's why I think too. This is the type of rhetoric that really amps up this whole civil war nonsense and and, and just takes it out of hand because people can sit behind a computer and say the foulest shit they want and have almost no repercussions. And, and you can't, you can't say that to somebody's face. Like you can't walk up to a human being and, and do that.
0: And I guess Twitter is going to be more of a wild West with Elon. Yeah. It's going to be fascinating. It. I'm going to sign up. What the fuck? I might as well and just see what's on there. I
1: mean, do you enjoy Twitter? Man, not really. I mean, it's fine. I probably haven't looked at Twitter in six months. I oh probably, no, kid! Yeah, Facebook and Instagram, and you know, and and pr- have hidden most of the crazy people from my high school, and you know, just sort of scroll down to see puppies and kids in Halloween costumes on Twitter, on Facebook, on Facebook. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm almost not on Twitter. I mean, I'm there. There's a presence, but no, nah, it's not much. Do you tweet? Very rarely. You, usually, this is as a grown, forty two year old man. The uh, probably the only time I tweet is if I want to tweet something at a celebrity that i couldn't do and you know anywhere else so that's
0: what i do do you have any idea when you send a tweet if it's been acknowledged or
1: yeah they'll either like it i guess or comment on it and you would get a notification saying that it was oh cool cool. something like that uh, yeah well brother we've almost killed an hour what else you got oh shit it goes fast um I had a doctor's appointment today. That was fun. A doctor's appointment. You know what? I switched. We've talked a bit on the show about my doctor. Wonderful guy. I like him personally, but he's QAnon and nutty. Like nutty, nutty QAnon.
0: Yeah, he really is. Yeah. I, I know exactly who you're talking about. Like
1: the guy. but a Very good guy. Yeah. So I'm switching doctors, my general doctor, A, because he's a nurse practitioner, which is fine. He's really good at what he does. I'm fine to have him as a doctor, but he can't get me my prescriptions because he's a nurse. So we have to wait for the owner, I guess, of his company, and I've just been waiting for a freaking prescription for longer than I should have to wait because he can't.
0: can't nurse practitioners can write; scripts? they can write
1: prescriptions, but not controlled prescriptions. Gotcha. And some medicines that are controlled are stupid and shouldn't be controlled. Right? Yeah. Right, right. So uh, like, I got gotcha. you. Like my anal wart cream. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> but. <Damn. laughs> Damn it! We recording still, <laughs> but anyway, so it just became it's kind the of CBD a, people, right? Damn you, CBD, kill Cliff. Uh, so I switched up and got a new uh, general practitioner, uh, practitioner, an actual doctor, MD, an actual MD. So I actually got to sit down with the doctor, which was nice, you know, to, to actually have that ability. Sure. And um, so one of the things he referenced now again, this is the first time I've ever been in there, and they're just asking me a list of questions. Right, 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 right. And uh, one of the things uh, this is today. No, this was the other day. Okay. So, okay. So, yeah, this starts with my general practitioner, and then right. I'll get to my appointment today. So, during the questioning, um, my intro with him, they were just, they run off the list of questions. Family history of illness. Like, can you see yeah, good? Yeah, no, I know. Like, Everybody whatever. knows it. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. one of the things they, they asked uh, if um, if I had any trouble swallowing. And I wow. said... Yeah, so I said, "Well, when I was younger, I did have trouble swallowing." Oh
0: fuck! Trouble swallowed your boyfriend. But that pissed, <laughs> that your boyfriend off. I, sh- I mean trouble known. swallowing.
1: Yeah, come on, man. Yeah, yeah. Trouble swallowing. Fred was furious about <laughs> that.
0: What is oh. trouble swallowing? Yeah, I mean, I know. So, so I like oh, as a younger God.
1: guy, I just had a bit of like it would food would kind of stick, kind of in my neck. Like it would just be a little rougher to go down. <laughs> And so I told the doctor, I was like, well, you know what? Ironically enough, I used to have some trouble swallowing, but you know, it's been fine for quite a while.
0: So that was a red flag. They wanted to send you to somebody?
1: Yeah. And I had had some heartburn stuff, which I still take a heartburn medicine periodically. So they said, you know, we're going to send you to an endo and kind of they'll send Uh, a camera down your throat and scope you.
0: Aren't there endocrinologists? Is that what they do? think
1: Think so. Esophagus. And and I may be completely messing that up. So you went today. That- yeah. So they got me an appointment. Went today, which was in the Berea Hospital. And um, my thought was kind of like, man, I don't really have this trouble swallowing. That's now because it was, you know, they a put decade a scope ago. Down. No, oh. they, this was, I guess, the pre-op. Ah. So today was would have been before the surgery was scheduled. I got you. And talked to the doctor, and he was basically like, man, I think you're probably good. Oh, you he doesn't want to do, do, do this, it. and I was like, oh, no. cool. So okay. we agreed that I just wouldn't do it. So now you can swallow. No, so no. Fred's very. Happy. Fred is is God. yes. I, I, can't, I just can one thing make you make to know. Again. I don't. Good
0: God! How Oof. do we get off on this? Blame the Man. Kill Cliff CBD.
1: Thanks, Kill Cliff CBD. Yeah, but you it's do feel a little stuff.
0: something, right? Yeah, dude. No, not it's, 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 it's kind of little, like to me. My, it, my face flushed. No. Okay, good, because it's warm in this studio. I think that's what it was last week. I did
1: strip off my jacket. I
0: I noticed that, and I did not have the flu last week. It just gets a little warm in here. We fill this with a lot of hot
1: air. A lot of hot air. Indeed. That's part of the problem. And my erect penis, too, fills up most of the other space. He
0: doesn't swallow, but he's got to Come on, man. Troy, edit. Troy, we're going to need you
1: to cut. All the show, today. brother.
0: We've almost killed an hour. So the election is one week from tonight. Your prediction is four for four for Trump. Walker wins, Vance wins, Warren Walker wins, Vance wins, Mehmet Oz wins, and Lake in Arizona four for four. Yeah.
1: No, I again, I, I hope that's. Man, wrong. so do I. I'm rooting against myself, but I just feel that I think
0: it's a given that Republicans take the House. It's just a matter of by what the what's Senate, agreed. right? I, I, no, the House. The House of Representatives. Yes, I yes, think Republicans yeah, right. take it. It's a matter of do they take it by fifteen seats, forty seats, you know. Uh, so that's probably a given. Kevin McCarthy is your Speaker of the House, and maybe Nancy Pelosi does retire now with this attack on her husband. There, eight, he, she's eighty-two. He's eighty-five. Who the fuck needs it? People do like power, but we'll see what happens there. I wouldn't be shocked if she said she wasn't running again.
1: Yeah, and well, the question
0: loses. is the Senate, right? Does the and Senate the question Senate? is the Senate. So I think you know. Worst case scenario is fifty two forty eight, I think. Because um, there's other races that nobody talks about. Like Grassley in uh, Iowa is in the race of his life. He's second only to Mitch in number of years. And a man's... God damn, he's another 78-year-old, I think. And, and I don't know the person running against him. I, but I do know of him. He's a retired lieutenant colonel. Uh, has a full pedigree. He's running a hell of a race against Chuck Grassley. That's tight. And out in... Um, Utah where Mike Lee the ultra conservative uh, you know tea party uh, senator is being challenged by Evan McMullen as an independent who remember ran for president in 2016 from um, utah he's pretty interesting former cia agent he's given mike lee all he wants now he hasn't said which party he would caucus with where he would elected as an oh yes yeah,
1: i saw a great yeah. interview with him last right week.
0: yeah right, right. so th- there's some other races that aren't getting talked about where a few republicans are, are getting pushed um mandela barnes and ron johnson in wisconsin but but that one looks like johnson's opened up a lead and it was largely on the crime issue Ron Johnson, who's uh, you know the whitest white guy in America, yeah. you know, he's a Wisconsiner. Right. Um, and Mandela Barnes, African American um, Attorney General, running against him. They were giving him a real good shot two months ago, Barnes. But now it looks like Johnson's opened up a bit of a lead. So those are really the races that you know are going to be kind of fun to watch next Tuesday.
1: Yeah, it's going to be pretty interesting. I can't, I can't wait to check it yeah. out. And I-
0: put on Cornacki, Steve Cornacki, man, he's made that his thing. Hasn't CNN. He? Uh, uh, MSNBC. MSNBC,
1: yeah, yeah, and we need to. We do need to broadcast next year. We we need to, or I guess in two years, we need to do the presidential election for sure. Even if we're if we've just given up on this whole fucking podcast if idea, I'm we am still among
0: the living. <laughs> I'm assuming your boss is going to do a show, right? He at, is. At I, I even
1: floated the idea of you and I kind of making an appearance. No, I remember that, you saying that. But that we never... went over about as well as I don't know, uh, <laughs> as you would imagine. Yeah, yeah. He didn't say no. He just. Ignored it completely. Yeah, oh, I got you. Oh, you yeah. at, you approached him. I on think it. I just threw him an email ah, and uh, said, "Hey, he man." never said we, anything. We could we could avail our talents, ah, and uh, ah, he, he was not impressed with that ah, email. I get that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Anything else on your list? I know you had a little list there. Man,
1: a couple of things. I Just I made a note to mention that trunk or treat sucks.
0: Why is that? Yesterday was Halloween, by I, the way.
1: Exactly. Happy belated Halloween. You well, know. when as people hear it, it'll be like four days ago. Oh, uh, yes. True. So, uh, no, I, I did my first trunk or treat with my nieces and nephew. And actually, it was fun to see them and cool to do it. But, man, is this what we're doing with kids now? Instead of letting them go walk around neighborhoods and get candy, like we have to put them in a church parking lot and just and let And
0: people them... put food in and they open our snacks in and they open up their trunks, hence trunk or treat.
1: Yeah. I mean, it just seems... I don't know man kids can't be kids anymore and I know I sound like an old man but is, are we really is this how we're coddling kids
0: Yeah and I'm sure there was no fucking fentanyl in anybody's candy yesterday no just like I never <laughs> just like I never knew one person to get a freaking razor blade in an apple it didn't
1: happen. No, like it's one just urban person, myth. Yeah, some drug weird.
0: dealers don't give away their drugs.
1: No, that's the thing. It's, <laughs> drugs are expensive. People that's... don't want to give them away. Nobody's that worried about getting your kid high for the first time. No, no. But again, I, so if you get to do a trunk or treat, also in addition to your trick or treat, then that's cool. But I think.
0: I know what trunk-or-treats are, but I've never had the pleasure of being yeah, at it's one. It's just, so. I think,
1: because churches aren't as into Halloween, they sort of do it as an alternative right, to trick-or-treat. Right, right. But And I don't know. I just yeah. think people are so worried about the get, dumbest shit. Take that. So, yeah, that's it. So, trunk-or-treat sucks. I don't really have much else. We could have talked about this Mega Millions jackpot, but I think- oh, what's it up to? We're getting pretty close on time. What, what's it up to? The last I heard, I don't know if anybody won last night, but it, before last night, it was, I think, a billion dollars.
0: Oh, Jesus, is that where we're at
1: again? Could you See, imagine? The,
0: yeah, the socialist in me says, that's fucking stupid. Can't we whack that up into... Like, you, me, most of the listeners to this show, everybody I know, be very happy with a million bucks, right? Yeah. So what's a billion divided by a million? A thousand? Probably. A billion is a thousand millions? Uh, so sure. why not give a thousand people a million dollars instead of one jag off a, a billion?
1: Yeah, that'd be pretty nice.
0: But I guess without that, it doesn't grow. So I don't know. But it just seems to me like that's absolutely nuts.
1: Yeah, it, it's... It's too much. Nobody needs that. A billion dollars. But Who am I? Who am I to say? I was privy to
0: a conversation in our bar where uh, we've got some very good regulars. And uh, these two brothers who own a company here and do quite well for themselves are, are, you know, they're at work at 5, 6 in the morning. And they're generally in our bar by 3 o'clock. So and they have some of their workers with them. So there's six or seven guys in there, and we sell all the Kino stuff and and uh, Kentucky Lottery, so they're they're buying a Powerball. They're all going in, they're actually buying several and they're all pooling their money. And I overhear Kenny say, you know, if we hit this thing, we're just gonna all fucking hate each other. It's gonna be fuck you, no, fuck you. And see, that's that's probably pretty true. <laughs> that, yeah. If we hit this thing, we're all just gonna hate each other. <laughs>
1: Yeah. yeah. Accurate. When they say like most of the people, I don't know about most, but so many of these people that hit these million, oh, it's all billion dollar out. jackpots. Is it they, drawing like, tonight? Uh, last night. There was a Monday. Now the next one's Wednesday.
0: Okay. So tomorrow drawing. So I can buy one at work tomorrow. Yeah. A quick pick. I'm going to do it. Fuck yeah. It. All right. I'll, I'll, this is sort of circus uh, circus. This is sort of Halloweenish. I don't know. So here's my um, Brie upon joke. Tristan. Why did the vampire join the circus? How come? He wanted to be a jugular. Oh, uh, sh- Dad joke, dad joke, oh, dad nice. joke. Brought to you by Berea Pond, Our friend Aaron.
1: Who's is, we gotta uh, Got to get him back. And I think now that's yeah, the only way he on, listen. Apparently, we're, we're on the cusp of guests, and also I uh, wanted to bring our magistrate friend uh, Ben on, or my magistrate friend Ben on, and have him sort of ben? talk about his uh, campaign. Ben Richardson. God, I don't know. His that's last gonna time. be a little. I think it's Richardson. It's gonna be
0: a little late because the yeah, it'll be post. post- here, but that's post election. Cool. Is he gonna but, win? Oh,
1: He's incumbent, so, but oh, okay. he's also a Democrat, so who knows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good luck. Tough to have a day in Kentucky. Yeah. So, and, and I, because I was in doctor's appointments all week, I have not written a top 10 list or- But I, you can I swallow now. I can swallow Thank now, God. Fred. So, coming home, baby. Thank God. Um, yeah, so I also just grabbed a, a let's see, a bad wolf gaming uh, joke off the internet. Now, this is a funny story. This is going to sound really partisan. I was going to grab a Trump joke and a Biden joke. Nice. But I've, like, I've typed in Trump joke and Trump joke popped up. Swear to God, I spent five minutes and not one Joe Biden joke came up. So I'm partisan today. I'm only doing the Donald Trump joke. But I didn't want to do a Biden joke. Just nothing came up. And really? I didn't want to look believe. for 10 minutes on the internet. So um, this is for uh, Bad Wolf Gaming. Ray, what do you call a Disney princess that supports Donald Trump? I don't know. Snow White Supremacist.
0: Nice. Yeah, a little dad joke there, too. <laughs> nice. Snow White Supremacist. Snow White Supremacist. <laughs> is that an unfair charge?
1: Uh, a little, but not 100% unfair. Right. There's a little bit there.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. Would, I would say there is. All right, so we basically accomplished nothing. Nothing. But um, we do have Tuesday to look forward to. I, I like that night. Maybe I'm call me crazy, but now the results aren't going to be in.
1: Not all. No, for Especially sure. Especially the closer races. Yeah,
0: in the close races. So. Yeah.
1: All right, so we're out. Ray, I've never had to piss so bad in my okay,
0: life. Okay, I got you. I've had so that.
1: Thanks, Kill Cliff, CBD. That's the
0: CBD. Thank all you. right,
1: but thanks to Brie Pond, Bag Wolf yeah, Gaming, Stovall Hegg, Frontport <laughs> Studios. Hopefully these, uh, the commercials are airing tonight and you'll get to hear our folks. I'll see you next week. I'm going to the bathroom. <laughs> Do it, man. All right, bye. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Extreme Common Sense with Trisden and Ray. We hope you had fun and look forward to taking on another topic next week. Tristan here with the Extreme Common Sense Podcast, thanking our friends at Berea Pond. We could not do the podcast without the generous support from Aaron and Robin at Berea Pond. And also, my house wouldn't have nearly as much cool stuff without all the items at Berea Pond. So when you're ready for your next furniture, gun, ammo, pallet... They have so much cool stuff, you're not ever going to regret going to Berea Pond. That's Berea Pond at 107 Clay Drive in the old IGA building across from near New Auto Center. Don't miss out. If you're from the area, you got to get into Berea Pond. Hello. According to our research, you like podcasts. Well, if you have a passion, mission, or story, you should have your own podcast. And I have a resource you might be interested in. Go to frontportstudios.com slash products and services. You'll see how Frontport Studios can help you enter the world of podcasting. Again, that's frontporchstudios.com slash products and services. Thank you for your time. Goodbye.